Last week, I was running a session in my members group called EA Club or Empowering Ability Club for Families that I work with on an ongoing basis. And right at the end of the session, I asked a question and I said, you know, I'm going to stick around if anybody has any, uh, you know, last minute questions or, or, you know, easy to answer questions. And a family came in and they asked me a question that I'm thinking that many people have this question. You might have this question yourself or might have had these thoughts. So I wanted to take a few minutes to answer this question for you. And the question is, what's the difference between a workplace that is just people that are neurodivergent, right? Or they have a developmental disability versus a workplace that's neurotypical or ordinary, right? And kind of the, that was the question. And the comment after that was, I'm exploring a neurodivergent or special workplace environment for my loved one. They're going to have a coach um, and my loved one's going to have a job and they don't care who's working beside them, right? Uh, if it's somebody who's neurotypical or neurodivergent, they're just going to do their job, not talk to anybody um, and go home, right? So why... Eric, why is it so important that you're talking about these ordinary places and ordinary workplaces? Okay, so, right, and I'm not talking about this question because I'm trying to um, call anybody out or place judgment. Um, I just want to talk about it because you might have some of these same thoughts or you might be asking similar questions. So I felt emotional <laughs> when this question was asked and I, and I asked this person if I could follow up with a one-on-one and anyways. It's coming out in this video and I'm going to have some follow-up conversations with this family. But I want to talk about this question from a worldview, community view in this video. And next week, I'm going to follow up talking about this question from an individual perspective. And both of those perspectives, I think, are important for you to think about for your loved one, um, for your family, and for yourself. Okay, so let's talk about the, the bigger world or community view in this talk. So I want to live in a world where people with developmental disabilities are valued for their contributions and are included like everybody else in ordinary places. And I think that you want that for your loved one as well, right? You're here, you're watching this video, right? You're you're following me, right? And and this is what I stand for. This is what I believe. So when we're talking about this question of the difference between an environment just for people that are neurodivergent, right, or categorized as special, right? Those people are being others, separated from everyone else versus the ordinary places, right, in community, in the world where hopefully everybody is welcome, right? So I believe the world where we can all enjoy those ordinary places. We can all work in those ordinary places is a better world for everybody, right? Not just for people with developmental disabilities. And if we as families continue to think that our loved one cannot successfully be in those environments and they have to be in the special environment because that's kind of where we're pushed or where we've been traditionally been pushed, right? The world's not going to change. People are not going to change. Community is not going to change, right? And that's not a world that is best for your loved one or for people with developmental disabilities or everybody else. It's just not me as well that, that thinks this way, right? Because when we're thinking about it, we've seen a shift away from 
sheltered workshops. So when we're talking about those um, neurodivergent or othered or special environments specifically created around, you know, work, this idea of work, um, that's where, you know, sheltered workshops were kind of like uh, uh, the first version or one of the first iterations of that. And we've seen governments recognize that these work environments are not fair, are not healthy, are not just for people with developmental disabilities and have been, um, there's been legislation that's been put in place to actually restrict these types of places uh, from opening where they're segregating um, or separating people with developmental disabilities from everybody else, right? Um, and, and that's that's happening, right? Um, it, it's happened in the province that I live in, and, and but some of this still exists, right? Some of this um, othering and separation of people with developmental disabilities from everybody else in the workplace still exists. But we can see that even government thinking and policy is nudging us and, and the world in this direction, which is a good thing. But we're starting to see the for, the the, the um, sheltered workshop pop up in other ways, right? And it might not be called the sheltered workshop anymore, but it, sometimes I see it being framed as a social enterprise. And that might look something like a coffee shop where it's majority people with developmental disabilities hired, right? And you might have neurotypical people that are working there that are supporting the people with developmental disabilities to do the work, right? So, or, you know, it could look like a packaging facility, right? Uh, there's, there's many different ways that this can start to, or it has kind of evolved. Here's what I want you to, to be thinking about, right? At a high level, this is the decision point that you can make. You can make the decision that your loved one has to be in the special or the separate, right? The not included or the, the pretend version, the made up version of society for people with developmental disabilities. Or you can make the decision that um, you're going to support your loved one to be in the ordinary places, the ordinary environments where everybody else is included in society. And this applies for kind of everything in life, right? It applies for work. It applies for daily activities. It applies for home, right? So, you know, the, the special version being group homes versus the ordinary version being creating individualized home. And I believe that our loved ones with developmental disabilities deserve the opportunity to be valued and to live an awesome ordinary life. And since you're here, I'm guessing that you want the same for your loved one. So I want you to be thinking about kind of that, the world that you want for your loved one and the world that you want for people with developmental disabilities and the choices that you're making and how it impacts your loved one's world and the world for other people with developmental disabilities. I get it, yes, it takes work to explore the ordinary and to figure things out and to work through challenges versus just that, uh, special environment, right, which is designed around people um, with developmental disabilities, but those environments devalue your loved one, right, um, versus those ordinary environments where your loved one can create valued roles. So 
Next week, I'm going to talk more about the individual um, impacts on your loved one. I started to hint at some of these, but I'm going to go into some more detail around, you know, this decision of kind of the special versus the ordinary, um, especially pertaining to work, but thinking about things like the work environment, um, pay, relationships, and growth, and your loved one's confidence. Um, and these are really important things that I want you to dive into you with on the individual level for your loved one. So I'm Eric Gall, and I coach families touched by developmental disability, equipping them with the knowledge and tools to cultivate an awesome, ordinary life with their loved ones, um, while ensuring their care and that they're well-supported today and in the future. And if you wanna help your loved one grow their independence, I recommend you head over to empoweringability.org. Again, that's empoweringability.org. And to check out and get your copy of the 12 Tips Independence Guide that was curated from the wisdom and knowledge of over a thousand families. Um, and these tips are going to be helpful for you to support your loved one to continue to grow. So go ahead. Uh, if you're watching this video, there's a link below. Um, or if you're listening to this, you can go ahead to over to the empoweringability.org website and get your copy. I'm Eric Gall. Together, let's take a small step forward this week.